Yeah, it's 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 sad. It's very sad. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, it is. It's beautiful though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a whale on the cover too. And there's a whale on the cover. Beautiful. Appropriate. Yes, it is. Reasons that will become clear very soon. Or if you see the title of the podcast. Hey, hey, everybody! Welcome to Reads and Weeds podcast, where we smoke weed and talk about books with friends. And my name is Shelly Smith, and I'm here with uh, three people who've done this before and two people who are new, and it's just the greatest thing ever. <laughs> um, it's also 60 degrees outside, and Anna Gamolka, my co-producer who does our social media, is opening for Bernie in the Diag in oh, a few snap. hours. And so um, we're recording at Fundamental Sound Co., and Anna it was is playing a show here tonight that they moved back just to give her that chance to just open for Bernie Sanders real quick. Um, So the primaries are on Tuesday. That's really exciting. What else is going on? I've got a spread here. I brought muffins and bananas covered in chocolate and mangoes and mimosas and sparkly water. And my cast is gorgeous. And something that we definitely can't believe is not butter. <laughs> it's, it's actu- that's it's, actual it's, butter. I can vouch butter for that butter. I mean, I didn't do any tests. Butter the whole time. I didn't do any tests, but I'm pretty sure that's butter. Um, I'm, I'm mildly sure it's butter, but I would be surprised if it was not. Uh, okay. Sorry about that. Um Let's see. I want new people to introduce themselves first. So I'm Shelly. I've been here the whole time. And then there's Jen, right? Jen. Jen, Jen. tell us how you know these guys. Um, So Nathan and I were in the same theater troupe, and I was actually in The Whale when we put it on with PTD Productions back, I don't know, it's like three years ago now? Four years ago, almost to the day. Oh, wow. It's coming up in my Facebook memories. Yeah, so um, that's how I know Nathan. And I don't know any of you guys, so <laughs> that's all there is. Is PTD Pete the dog and Ipsy? Yes. PD, yeah. Pete the dog and Ipsy. Okay, cool. And then Laura, Hi, Lauren, Laura. Laura. Okay. I've known Nathan since I was 14. And nice. we did a show called Homesteaders together at Carriage House. And that's, I've known him since then, and we've been hanging out, so... Right I'm, on. That's a show I would also love to bring to read. Oh, okay. Would, oh, that's a good if show. we could refresh that, yeah, I'd be amazed. That'd be so cool. Yeah. yeah. So I, I can't. I just need to take a minute, and you know, a year ago when I was like, "Is anybody going to want to just get together with me and read shit?" Though. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is yes. They yeah. really like it, oh, and it's good. So if you listen and you like it, I, I'm, I'm starting to see people pop up and like. <laughs> eight different states and four or five different countries and and it's really fun like if you're in Alaska or you're in Canada or you're in Kansas or you're in California or wherever you are um, let me know where you are and you know reach out to me on Facebook or however you found me on Stitcher tell me how you listen just because I want to know if you're reading along or you were just searching for cannabis podcasts or (laughs) are you search bookstagram or whatever I'm 
I want, I'm wanting to connect more with people because I like doing this on a small scale, but if I could also find out the ripples going around um, why people listen, that would be so wonderful. Mm-hmm. So um, happy about that. And uh, Matt Delisle's back, everyone. Hello. Hello, I'm Matt. back. You uh, saw him in, I think, Hamlet and Dog Meets God. Was that true? He was not in Hamlet. I was not in Hamlet. Never mind. That's, a, that's like a running thing for me. People keep thinking I'm in Shakespeare productions that I've never <laughs> been in. It's weirdly true. Yeah. It's weirdly <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you were there, right? I was like, I was absolutely 100% not at all, but thank you for making that mistake. I tried to start a rumor a few years ago. I got my comedian friends to start posting on my page. Um, like, remember that year? Remember that day you were in the in that fight? Like, I wanted to jump in that moment. So get a bunch of friends to just like, put, no, 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 we were in the ninth grade and you kicked that girl's ass and like do it throughout my life periodically. Oh, yeah. Just like remember. So it oh, seems yeah. like I've always been kicking ass. That's right. It could work. I think that's it could work. Some people I'm, forget whole chunks of their life. Yeah. <laughs> Don't call me out. Like oh, that. yeah. Sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm right there. Hey, oh. Jim's back, everyone. Hi. Jim was here for Hamlet. I, sw- I read one line. I think. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And he's back, back now with a much. Off. We liked his performance on that show so much that we're like, you know what? Be the we're, main character. Be the main <laughs> fucking character, Jim. I don't want to be one of he's those. Back. I don't think that's how it works. Can you can you play I'm the hit? Can you play the hit for us? I didn't hear. Um, I didn't hear the one line. Can I hear the one line? Listen to the podcast, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Nathan. Um, Nathan's been becoming a regular. Hey. Hey. And um, he decided that you know he he suggested. The whale. So, I. It's such a wonderful thing when I can just listen to people read, and instead of you know cramming in all the reading and all the prep. And I love reading and prep, but today I just get to listen a lot. So tell me why you wanted to do this show, Nathan. Um, let me think. I'm not. I think that it might have come up in my memories of like, like my Facebook memories. I was like, "Hey, I just had a great rehearsal for the whale," and I was like, "Oh, mom, the whale! That was a great show." <laughs> I bet I could. Is that it. how you talk to yourself? <laughs> yeah, is that yeah. your inner monologue? Well, everyone's <laughs> inner voice is different. Mine sounds life. exactly <laughs> like me. Your inner voice sounds congested. Hey, do you really need all those carbs then? Muffin right now? Yeah. And uh, I mean, honestly, the other the when I thought about like who I would be working with if I did the whale, I was like, I would bring on Laura McLaren, even though she was not in the production I directed. I'm so honored. But she was the person I wanted to be in the production. No offense to Phoenix Last and she was great. But um We I, love you, Phoenix. Yep. <laughs> Phoenix. Where where I did, I couldn't even find her on Facebook. I, I couldn't even invite oh. her. And oh. Jen. And I was like, I would like to see both of those people. And And here you know, we are. See, intentionally <laughs> getting together. And he's getting there. together he's with intention. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if you have never heard of the play The Whale, um, morbidly obese man in Idaho on his couch. The sets the stage is pretty simple, right? He's just on the couch, right? Yeah. And then uh, people are kind of and he's a advice column writer. Is that no, right? No, he teaches college classes. Online. Oh, he teaches online college classes. Okay, right. So the yeah, the give set, me the overview. The set that we had is a very very big red couch, like that this giant six hundred pound man can fit on, um, held up by cinder blocks, and he has a little wheeling um, table thing with his laptop on it. And he has a bedroom and a bathroom door and a front door. 
and a little kitchen area and then just like tons of food wrappers and containers and shit all like surrounding his little island a little sea of junk around a little island of and this is his apartment land. right this is his mm-hmm. apartment yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he lives alone because his uh partner died um several years ago and he has a nurse who visits him played by jen Hi. to take care of him uh, and that's about it. And then other, two other people come into his life, uh, which we will find out about as we read the show. Yeah. And so people are, um, I guess my impression, my brief, you know, reading of the summary is people are coming into his life to kind of try to help him. It's like everybody's having a reaction to him, right? Like mm-hmm. the rest of the characters are basically reacting to him and his situation, correct? Yeah. Well... I would say Elder Thomas is reacting to him and he comes upon him by chance. Charlie tries to get Ellie, his daughter, back into his life, which she is very resistant to, and he goes to great lengths to make to like try to do anything he can to like uh convince her to to see him in this week which may be his last week alive. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thanks for keeping it light, Nathan. <laughs> Appreciate you understanding the tone of the show. It's a beautiful day outside. Let's read 60 the degrees. Thing. Let's sit in the basement and get our sad on. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm I'm gonna love it. It's gonna be thrilling. So, um, set the stage, and then I do want to like so read, but then I do want to pause and talk about like thoughts about that scene, right? Sure. So, and then we'll read some more. Talk about. Yeah. Thoughts behind that. The scene, first so. scene is yeah. only one page. Um, okay. Charlie is doing online teaching to his uh, college students. Okay. The title of the scene is Monday Morning. Oh, I'll read the I'll read the description. Okay. Charlie, a morbidly obese man in his early forties, dressed in oversized sweatpants and an oversized sweatshirt, sits on the couch in front of his laptop speaking into a small microphone hooked up to his computer. This is from a paper I got from a student last year, a freshman from UC Santa Barbara. He was writing this for an American lit class. It's a paper about the Great Gatsby. There were many aspects to the book, The Great Gatsby, but I was bored by it because it was about people that I don't care about and they do things I don't understand. In conclusion, The Great Gatsby wasn't so great, LOL. The problem with this essay, the problems with this essay are painfully obvious. The student has no discernible thesis, almost no analysis whatsoever. I'll be posting the paper in its entirety. What I want you to do is read through it a few times and then post a three to four paragraph response providing concrete ideas for revision. Also, Those of you who haven't given me paper four, I need it by five o'clock. No exceptions. And remember, the more revision you guys do on these papers, the better. The more you can change, chances are the stronger these papers will be. All right? End of scene. Oh, okay. So that's just kind of introducing you to the character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not a lot to talk about. Okay. Cool. The next scene is Monday afternoon. Charlie, in the same position as before, in front of his computer, masturbating to gay porn. 
After a few moments, his breathing becomes more and more shallow. He pushes the computer desk away from him. He feels some sharp pain in his chest. He reaches toward his cell phone, but accidentally knocks it onto the floor. The pain becomes worse. All the while, the gay porn is still playing in the background. This would have been a great time for sound effects, but we didn't. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, no, yeah. stop, okay. stop. I don't have a script. I don't have a script. Charlie takes some deep breaths, wheezing loudly, trying to calm himself down. A knock at the door. Liz, Liz, it's not locked. Just come in. I need help. I. Elder Thomas enters, wearing a white shirt, black tie, and black slacks. He holds some books and a bike helmet. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh gosh. Are, are you... I should call an ambulance. Should I call an ambulance? Elder Thomas notices the gay porn still playing. <clears throat> Charlie quickly reaches over and shuts his laptop. I, I don't have a phone. Do you have... Read this to me. Wait, what? Read this to me, please. I I, I have to call you an ambulance. I don't know what's going to happen do. I'm in just... the next five minutes. Please read it to me. Okay, please okay. Just I just... Read it to me. Uh, in the amazing book, uh, Moby Dick by the author Herman Melville, the author recounts his story of being at sea. In the first part of his book, the author calling himself Ishmael is in a small seaside town. And he is sharing a bed with a man named Quee Quick. What? What is this? Why? Why am I reading this? Please I, I need to just call somebody. read it. Any of it. I, I, I was very saddened by this book. I, I felt many emotions for the characters, and I felt saddest of all when I read the boring chapters that were only descriptions of whales, because I knew the author was just trying to save us from his own story just for a little while. This book made me think about my own life, and then it, it made me feel. Did that help? Yes. Yes, it did. I'm calling an ambulance. Where's your phone? I don't go to hospitals. I, I can't help you. I don't even know CPR. <sighs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm, I'm sorry. You can go if you want to. Thank you for reading that to me. Are you feeling better? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Um, I... I represent the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We're sharing a message for all of the faiths. Oh. Yeah. Would you like to hear about the church? Okay. Really? Yes. Actually, yes. But I should call my friend. My, my friend, she's a nurse. She should come over. She knows what to do. She, she takes care of me. Oh, okay, good. My uh, cell phone's over there. Okay. Can you just get it? It's over there. Uh, do you want me to... Stay uh, with just, me. I really... I I really should... I'm not sure what's going to happen right now. I'd, I'd rather with someone here with me, if that's all right. Yeah, okay. Thank you. What was... That, that thing I read to you about Moby Dick? It was an essay. It's my job. I do online tutoring, uh, online classes on expository writing. But why did you want me to read that to you? Because <laughs> I thought it was dying, and I wanted to hear it one last time. End of scene. Oh, that was good, y'all. Good job, Jim. Thanks. Nice job. I can see, because you've got to... Whoever plays that... <clears throat> that would be an exhausting role. Mm -hmm. Who played it in the show? Chad. Chad Daigle. Um, he did a really wonderful job, and it was a lot. It was a lot emotionally. To be sitting and in physically. one place, I bet you're expending so much energy yeah. anyway. Plus, he was wearing a giant fat suit, and yeah. he doesn't leave the stage ever. He's always on stage. Yeah. Except oh. for like a moment he goes to the bathroom, I think, but like otherwise. That's true. Yeah, twice. Yeah. yeah. It's still in the same set, though. You're just trying yeah. to get up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. There was no opportunity wow. for Chad to like go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, or just 
be a, out of character for a yeah. minute yeah. during the actual production. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's very odd. And is, is, it a, is it a one act? No. No, it's a two, it's two acts, but it's, um, well, we, ha- we had an intermission, I think. Um, I don't remember if we did. I don't mm-hmm. either. It's... I feel 89 like we did. pages, so it's huh. a little short for a full length play. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's such an intense first couple of scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like everything's laid out. Like I almost don't even know where we're going from here. Which is kind of the coolest part of it. Yeah, yeah. My dad came it. and saw the play when I when we actually put it on. And mm-hmm. my dad's not a theater person at all, but I asked him how he felt about it. He's like, I didn't know what was going on for most of the show. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, aw, dad. Well, I think, okay, I have to tell you. So what I think about is when you're, he's Mormon, right? He's going door to door and he just happens upon this extreme event. And I spent a lot of my 20s going door to door and totally get it. <laughs> like I've, <laughs> I've walked in on all kinds of things. Uh, and even, even canvassing politically, I've walked in on all kinds of things. So it's wild. Um, okay, so what is next? Um, Monday, later that afternoon. Oh, hold okay. on. I'm sorry. I'm going to catch up. Right. Everybody 12. get prepared. Wow. I, see, I could have brought more champagne. I felt, because the last couple of times I brought stuff and it didn't all get eaten. So I'm trying to find like the exact right mix. But champagne's a hit, right? Always. Oh, yeah. It's brunch time. Yeah. Okay. Good. Or you could do that strange thing, which is just... Just orange juice. Nobody does that. <laughs> it's not a mimosa. It's if you want. There's this interesting drink. It's mosa. it's like a mimosa, but without the champagne. It's called orange juice. It's incredible. It's incredible. Stay safe out there, people. COVID. Okay. Um, orange juice. I brought orange juice and hand sanitizer. I have hand sanitizer too. So. Um, Okay, so yeah, uh, set up this. It's later that evening. Yep, later that afternoon. Still, that afternoon. Still the afternoon. Charlie is still on the couch. Liz is now standing over him, taking his blood pressure. Elder Thomas sits in the corner. You should have called an ambulance. What, no health insurance? Being in debt is better than being dead. What's wrong with you? Why is there a Mormon here? Did I have a heart attack? No, you didn't have a heart attack. Hmm. What is it? Tell me what you felt. Pain. In my chest. It was hard to breathe. I felt... Like I couldn't take in air. How are you sleeping? I'm tired all the time. I'm sleeping on that couch now, actually. I can breathe better. You're wheezing. I always wheeze, Liz. You're wheezing more. Take a deep breath. Did that hurt? A little. What was my blood pressure? 238 over 134. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Could you hand me my walker? I haven't been to the bathroom all day. I'm ready to explode. Uh, Liz hands him his walker. Charlie gets up with some effort. It's obviously he's having chest pain. You want help? No, I'm fine. Just sorry. What are you sorry about? Uh, sorry, I don't know. Sorry. Charlie goes to the bathroom. I should go. Thank you for helping him. You... On your mission? What? Is this your mission? You're on your mission now? Oh, uh, yeah. Where are you from? Iowa. You grew up in Iowa and they sent you to Idaho on your mission? (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. Some of my friends got to go to Los Angeles. Uh, A few went to South America. It's 
fine. Is he going to be? No, no, he's not. He's sick. He's very, very, very sick. I grew up Mormon. Oh, really? Oh, that that's actually nice to hear. I, I haven't run into a lot of others. It's surprising, in small town Idaho. You'd think you'd... Do you go to the church over near the highway or the... I fucking hate Mormons. <laughs> oh. I shouldn't say that. I don't fucking hate Mormons. I fucking hate Mormonism. How can you believe in a God like that? He gives us the Old Testament. Fine. We'll all be Jews. Then Jesus shows up and he's like, hey, so I'm the son of God. Stop being Jewish. Here's the New Testament. Sorry. And then he shows up a second time and he's like, oh, shit. Sorry. Here's the other thing. It's called the Book of Mormon. And after all that, we're still supposed to wait around for him to come back a third fucking time to kill us all with holy fire and dragons. And, and that's a really unfair summary of my beliefs. I'm just saying, why would God not just give us all the right answers to begin with? He has a plan. A plan he's constantly revising. I guess. Look, it was good of you to stay with him, but if you're waiting around to convert him or... Well, we don't convert people. Our message is a message of hope for people, people of all, all faiths. I know, you're yeah. sweet. But he's not interested in what you have to say. It's the last thing he wants to hear. Listen, you can go if you want. I know Charlie appreciates what you did. He said he wanted to hear about the church. <laughs> Charlie said he wanted to hear about the church. Yes. <coughs> no, he doesn't. Why not? I just know. How? Because it's caused him a lot of pain. How? It killed his boyfriend. You're saying the church... Killed his boyfriend. Yes, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints killed Charlie's boyfriend. And I should add that personally, the Mormon church has caused me a lot of pain in my life. That guy in there is the only person I have anymore that even resembles a friend. And I'm not letting you come over here to talk to him, especially not now. Not this week. Why not this week? Because he's probably not going to be here next week. Where is he going? Charlie comes out of the bathroom. I'm so sorry you had to come over, Liz. I'm sorry. It's all right. I'm sorry that you always think, I always think I'm dying to. Charlie, your blood pressure is 238 over 134. That's not much more than it usually is. Yes, it is. And your normal blood pressure is at near fatal levels as it is. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm feeling better now. You can go back to- Go to the hospital. I'm sorry. Stop saying you're sorry. Go to the hospital. Liz, I'm sorry. I'm calling an ambulance, and they're going to take you to the hospital. I can't. You're going to die, Charlie. You have congestive heart failure. If you don't go to the hospital, you will die. Probably before the weekend, you will die. <coughs> then I should probably get, keep working. I, I have a lot of essays this week. God damn it, Charlie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm an awful person. I know. I'm sorry. Do you still want to hear about the church? No, he does not. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll go. I, I still don't understand why you wanted me to read that essay to you. It's a really good essay. I actually thought it was pretty bad. It got a bad grade, but it's a really, really good essay. Elder Thomas exits. Bye. Did you tell him you wanted to hear about the church? He's just a kid, Liz. He helped me out. What is it? I'm fine. No, you're not. I think I need to call Ellie. Ellie? <coughs> yeah. 
What? So you're like giving up? What else am I supposed to do? Go to the hospital. Okay. I could go to the hospital, get a bypass operation or whatever, rack up several hundred thousand dollars of hospital bills that I won't be able to pay back ever. Then I'll come back home, maybe, and last, what, a year at most? Also, I could spend another year in what I'm sure is no small, small amount of pain. Nice positive thinking, Charlie. This affects me too, you know. You're my friend. I know, I'm sorry. You say you're sorry again, I'm going to shove a knife right into you, I swear to Go God. Go ahead, it's, what's it gonna do? My internal organs are two feet in at least. <laughs> Fuck you. <clears throat> Liz goes to the couch, grabbing the remote. She sits next to Charlie and puts her head on his shoulder. She turns on the television, flips through channels absentmindedly. I've been telling you this is going to happen. Yeah. Haven't I been telling you? Yes, I know. You have. Well, I'm not letting you just die. I don't care what you think. I'm not letting it happen. Did you bring food? Liz? Please? Without looking at Charlie, Liz goes to her bag and pulls out a large bucket of fried chicken. She puts the chicken in Charlie's lap, keeping her eyes on the television. Thank you. Charlie takes out some chicken and starts eating it. Liz continues to flip through the channels and then lands on one. Mm, Judge Judy, I've seen this one. It's good. End of scene. So she has a bag big enough to hold a bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> She's got a bag. We did it. She's a big nurse for like, like Felix the ch- eight. She's Felix a nurse bag. that um, shows up. <laughs> what did we use for that? I show. think we just used one of those like reusable grocery bags. Like, well, oh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was like a. Yeah. Maybe I, I almost brought it. Actually, if I would have known bags. that was in there, I could have bought brought a bucket of fried chicken oh. for us I to eat like right now. In that first scene, Next I remember time. just coming in with like a shit ton of stuff, yeah. too. So I feel like there were probably multiple bags, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. a bunch of shit. Do you think, um, just, if it's, this is going to be revealed later, then let me know, but. Did he get this way after he lost his significant other? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's going to unfold. Yeah. I Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I think just keep going. All right. The next scene is Monday night. Page 20. Charlie is alone much later that night. The television is on at a low level. As he finishes, he turns off the TV, staring soft forward silently for a moment. In the first part of this book, the author, calling himself Ishmael, is in a small seaside town, and he's sharing a bed with a man named Queequeg. The author and Queequeg go to church and hear a sermon about Jonah, and later set out on a ship captained by the pirate named Ahab, who is missing a leg and very much wants to kill the whale, which is named Moby Dick, which is white. In the course of the book, the pirate Ahab encounters many hardships. His entire life is set around trying to kill a certain whale. I think this is sad because this whale doesn't have any emotions and doesn't know how bad Ahab wants to kill him. He's just a poor, big animal. And I feel bad for Ahab as well, because he thinks that his life will be better if he can kill this whale, 
But in reality, it won't help him at all. This book made me think about my own life. This book made me think about my own life. This book made me. Lights quickly snap to black. In the darkness, there is a faint sound of waves lapping against the shore. I wish I had that room. The sound continues for a moment, rising just a bit, becoming a bit more discernible. <laughs> so let's pause for a second before we go to Tuesday morning. Okay. So that's the essay that um, Elder Thomas read to him when he thought he was dying. Mm-hmm. And we don't oh. know, we don't yet know why he has some sort of really strong emotional attachment to that essay. Right, okay, yeah. And that's the same one? It's the same mm-hmm. one. And he wasn't, okay. he wasn't even reading it off of the paper. He, was, he memorized all of that, and he was saying it to himself as he was trying to get comfortable to go to sleep. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm so deep in. Do you know what we should do? Is we should do what reads and weeds where we compare Moby Dick to Old Man in the Sea, and like the value of brevity. <laughs> yes, like, here's a couple of books about men going fishing, having a hard time with it, coming back. <laughs> one is like twelve pages, and one is a thousand pages. <laughs> Discuss. Um, okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, keep keep going. I'm digging it. Spoilers though, Ahab doesn't come back. <laughs> What? Yeah, no. Ahab gets killed by the white whale. Oh, uh, I know. Okay, I know. Okay. Um, also, spoiler, I realize I just left my coffee <sighs> at home. Oh, I was spoiler. like, where did I put my coffee? Oh, it's not that's called what a spoiler is. It's called spoiler, is. not sword. <laughs> I feel like that's it is if spoiler. somebody is stalking it's you. It is. definitely a spoiler. <laughs> oh, my God. She left your coffee. <laughs> I have your coffee. Somebody oh, just shows snap. up at the window. He put himself in my show. I've been listening. Oh, my God. Okay, yes. Okay. Uh, keep going. Tuesday morning, Charlie sits on the couch. Ellie stands near the door. There is an awkward silence. How much? I haven't been able to weigh myself in years. It's hard to know. Five fifty, six hundred. That's disgusting. I know. It is disgusting. I'm sorry. Does this mean I'm gonna get fat? No, no, it doesn't. I was always big. I just, I let it get out of control. Who was the woman? What woman? There was a woman in the background when you called me. Oh, that's that's my friend Liz. You have a friend? Yeah, she's a nurse. She used to be doing house uh, calls for hospice. Is she like your fag hag? Because it seems like she could do a lot better. Was your mom okay with you coming here? I didn't tell her. She would have freaked out. Why don't you just go to the hospital? I don't have health insurance. But you might die. It's not worth it. It's, re- it's really good to see you. You look beautiful. How's school going? You're a senior, right? You actually care. Of course I care. I pester your mom for information as often as she'll give it to me. So why aren't you... Don't you have school? I'm suspended till Friday. Oh, why? Because I blogged about my stupid bitch lab partner. She told her stupid bitch mom, and the vice principal said (laughs) it's vaguely threatening. You don't like high school. Only retards like high school. But you're going to pass, right? I'm failing most of my classes. My dumbass counselor says I might not graduate. I'm a smart person. I never forget anything, but high school is such bullshit. Busy work. It's important. How would you know? So what? 
You want me to like help you clean yourself, go to the bathroom or something? Because if you need someone to help you do that stuff, then you need to find someone else. You don't need to help anything or do anything disgusting, I promise. Just being around you is disgusting. You smell disgusting. Your apartment is disgusting. You look disgusting. The last time I saw you, you were disgusting. There's no way you can remember that you were two years old. I'm a smart person. I never forget anything. In the living room, with that old red couch and the TV with the wood frame, and you were on the floor and Mom was screaming at you and you were just apologizing over and over. You were just so pathetic. I remember that. Can yes. I have one of these donuts? Yeah, sure. You weren't all that heavy back then. I mean, you were fat, but not like this. Yeah. Why did you gain all that weight? I'd like us to spend some time together this I week. asked you why. We don't even know one another. So? I can pay you. You want to pay me to spend time with you? And I can help you with your work. It's what I do for my job. I. I help people edit their essays. Are you serious? It's what I do all day long. I can help you pass your classes. How are you, like, qualified to edit essays? I have a master's degree in English from the U of I. I teach online classes. It's my job. You teach online? I do, yes. Your students know what you look like. I don't use a camera. Just a microphone. Oh, that's probably a good idea. Counselor Dumbass says that if I show a lot of improvement in one subject, that I might be able to pass. I can rewrite my old essays for credit, so you have to rewrite all those, and write every other essay for the rest of the semester. They have to be really good. I really shouldn't write them for you. Well, it's what you're going to do if you want me around. How much can you pay me? Wh whatever I have. All the money I have in the bank. How much money do you have in the bank? 120. <laughs> you want me to be here all week for $120. $120,000. I never go out. I don't have health insurance. All I pay for is food, internet, three fifty a month in rent. And I work all the time. You'd give all of that money to me? Not to mom. To me? Yes. All of it. Just... Don't mention it to your mom, okay? Also, I'll write the essay for you. But I'd like you to do some writing for yourself, just for me. They don't have to be perfect. I'd just like you to write an essay or two for me. Why? You're a smart person. I, be I bet you're a strong writer. I want to know what you have to say. Plus, I'm a teacher. I want to make sure you're getting something out of this. I don't even understand you. You know what? Stand up. Walk over to me. What? Come over here. Walk towards me. Come over here beside me. Charlie reaches for his walker. Without that thing. Just stand up. Come over here. Ellie, I can't really. Shut up. Come over here. Charlie takes a few deep breaths and tries to stand on his feet. He is unsuccessful at getting off the couch. He tries again. This time he nearly gets on his feet but falls backward in the pain and his chest becomes unbearable. He is wincing from the pain, lying back on the couch, wheezing. Ellie stares at him, unmoved. End of scene. Man, Ellie's ruthless. Yeah. She's, she's a harsh a nice character. Lady. <laughs> so a lot of growing is, up to do. I mean, oh, yeah. she's, he, he saw her when she was two, and this is the first time she's yeah. coming back. Yeah. She's like formed some opinions. She's pretty crabby. <laughs> she's formed some opinions in there. 
So we've got a the mother's not in the show, right? Actually, she is. Um, oh, okay. We just don't have anyone to read for her, and I it's a long scene, and I figured we wouldn't have yeah. time to read it. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Um, because I'm assuming does is it unveiled like that she's been just saying shitty things about dad or um to some extent I don't. I don't not, think she's not, not really. Ruthless. It's kind of a general thing for her. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's more like it's the obvious that he's a morbidly obese man and he's not present in Ellie's life because he literally can't leave his house. So I think that's more so what it is rather than just saying he's a terrible human being. It's right. just like, no, he's... Yeah. And plus and she's they a teen in her emotions and all that. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. were not very close. Uh, uh, Mary is the wife's name uh-huh. to Charlie. Yeah. And, um, they, when Charlie would call and ask about Ellie, he wouldn't even ask about her and how she was doing. So yeah. they really uh, kept themselves yeah. separate from getting to know each other and staying in contact that way. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. So Ellie's angry for, I'm sure, so many reasons as sure. well as being just a teenager. Yeah. Right, exactly. Which I don't yeah. think she, Ellie, realizes that uh, her father has been interested in her life. Yeah. yeah. No, she doesn't. Yeah. And he's probably embarrassed too, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, wow, that's tough. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to talk about one of the themes. Okay. Uh, Yay. <laughs> which uh, in my interpretation from what I can remember from 4 years ago, uh, <laughs> I really saw one of the themes as like are human beings inherently good? Mm. And Religion is a big theme in here because of Elder Thomas and also other connections to the Mormon church that we'll find out later. Um, And you've got this character, Ellie, who just seems like a bad person. Like, through most of the play, almost everything she does is like, wow, you're just not good. You're a bitch. Reading through it, I was just like, wow, I gotta... Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but Charlie believes 100% that people are incapable of not being good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he shows that in different ways throughout the play. Oh, yeah. So I'm endeared to him, but would you say it's an endearing character that you start feeling for right away? Yeah, I mean, I think to a point, you, I mean, you see this very large person on stage that's obviously having a hard time, and I think there's a certain like level of humanity where you're just like, mm-hmm. I do feel for this person. But then it's kind of like this weird feeling because obviously he's kind of put himself in this situation with his own actions. So yeah. it's like you're kind of, at least for me, it's always kind of that balance of just like how much of him do you actually feel sorry for and how much of him yeah. are you just like, well, mm-hmm. you kind of just dug your it's own like grave, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like you want to be yeah. a human because obviously he's got some trauma that he's manifested in a yeah. really weird way but I think he's living a couple different lives with uh, yeah. with his own internal mm-hmm. struggles that he has from the loss mm-hmm. of his significant other and and then trying to also portray for his friends like Liz and and whomever comes by that mm-hmm. uh, that he's you know somewhat got it together in some way but yeah mm-hmm. and he does interact with his students too which is probably a big part of his life yeah, yeah. yeah. well and his interactions with his students become very different throughout the play. Yeah. Um, well, it, it's interesting because I, w- I was having two thoughts. Like one is anytime I feel like it's this feels the same as if there's like an alcoholic in the center of a play yeah. or an addict in the center of a play. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. So you're like caring about the person and knowing that they're sick and 
you've been through this whole routine before of caring about them and them not working you and you, you know and them. yeah you can't change them and all that but I was also did you guys all see what's eating Gilbert Grape mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah do you know that show so know. it's Leonardo DiCaprio was a little boy in it oh, he's yeah. excellent in that movie perfect yes mm-hmm. they're it's it's so but one of the central characters the mom who gets so big that she can't leave the house mm-hmm. And it's such a, I think it's such a sympathetic character because the, mm-hmm. the whole family is kind of formed around the mom, who's a tough character to be around, and the little boy, like the Leonardo DiCaprio character, is a tough character to handle too. Yeah. And so everybody else has to just like manage that anxious situation the whole time. Yeah. So it's some people can't take it, and some people can, and yeah. it's interesting. So mm-hmm. yeah, what's um, next? So the next scene is Tuesday night. I was not planning on reading this scene, but I would like to talk about it briefly. Okay. Which is just that um, Liz is over helping Charlie. Um, Liz asks about, or Charlie tells her about Ellie, and she says she's amazing, but she's angry, very angry. And she has this website. She calls it a hate blog. And she blogs about her friends and her mom, and she just insults them. And then Liz has a monologue also about anger and about destructive or self-destructive behavior that results from anger. And I would like to have Jen read that little monologue. Sure. Um, So can we cue... I also just need to say real quick, if you haven't tried these little frozen banana chocolate things... little crack over there. So good. (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow. That was just the first time I've gotten those today, and those are yummy. Okay, go for it. (laughs) So, uh, Jim, on page 28, um, can you say... uh, Well, let's have Liz say she's an angry little girl, talking about Ellie. (laughs) She's an angry little girl. Yes. Yes, she is. And I'm worried. She's just being a teenager. She'll be fine. She's got her mom to look out for her. Um, Listen, you shouldn't worry about her. When I was a kid, when my dad would really piss me off, I used to go to the supermarket over on Johnson. You remember that big place that used to be out there? Sure. I used to just trash the place and I was really good at it. I never got caught. I'd walk in really normally, wait until I was in the aisle with no one in it, and then I'd very quietly destroy it. Open all the jars and boxes, spill everything on the floor, pour out the milk, smash the produce under my feet. By the time I was done, they didn't know what hit them. Like the silent tornado had swept through the whole store. I was one angry little girl. You never told me about that. Yeah, well, it's not exactly a time in my life I'd love to think about, or... I'm just saying, you should be thankful that Ellie is doing this shit on the internet and not getting herself into real trouble. Thank you. So, the rest of the scene, I didn't really want to put Jim through, but uh, he... uh, Liz gives Charlie a meatball sub, and he chokes on it, and, like, maybe he's gonna die for a second, and Liz, like... Heimlich's him, which is very difficult because he's 600 pounds, yeah. and then they're like, holy shit, you almost just died. And she screams at him. Um, and that's also, I think, showing this idea of, like, intentional or unintentional self-destructive behavior that is a theme in this show. Yeah. Hmm. It's kind of funny, too. Like, after this whole choking situation with Charlie at the end... 
Liz is like, okay, do you want a Dr. Pepper now? And it's just like kind of, there's this always push and pull with Liz of her like wanting to help Charlie, but also being his enabler. And it's uh, mm. kind of a really interesting juxtaposition to have to always battle with yourself as you're playing a character. That's a good character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's do Wednesday morning. Okay. <clears throat> Charlie is in front of the computer as before, speaking into the microphone. A lot of you had some questions about my most recent assignment. So I just want to clear up some misconceptions. This is a new teaching strategy I'm trying out, so please bear with me. First, when I asked you to make it more personal, I was not being creepy, as Tina436 recently commented. And when I asked you not to edit your bad grammar or potentially subjective, unspecific, or just plain stupid ideas, I had not gone apeshit insane, yo, as (laughs) UNC Mark 45 recently commented. Do you all realize I can access the class discussion form? Listen, at this point in this class, I've given you all I can in terms of structure, building a thesis, paragraph organization. But for once, just write it. See what happens. It won't count towards your final grade. You can rewrite it later if you want. I just, I want to know what you really think, okay? Thank you. So for the sake of time, I think I would also like to not read um, Wednesday afternoon. Okay. So can I just say that he's... It's this heartbreaking that he's like trying to help other people express themselves mm-hmm. because he doesn't. Because do he doesn't. Often. Yeah. And it's interesting because on the way here, I was talking to Claire, who's sometimes on the show, and we're trying to get people to blog more and attach it to a show. And Chris has done one that just. Did you read that one that Chris did for my brilliant friend? We just released no. my brilliant friend. Anyway, she wrote no. this great essay. Claire was going to write one for the stars and the blackness between them. And I realized all three of us, and maybe you guys are like this too, but what keeps us from writing regularly is battling with perfection. Like you start writing, I know what I'm going to say and how I'm going to say it. And then you're like, this is stupid. I don't, who even wants to hear me? You know what? I'm going to put this down for a while. Extremely relatable. I'm going to start all (laughs) over. I'm going to start all over. And I was like, uh, and, and so I called Claire on the way here and we had this conversation where I was like, I know how, what a perfectionist you are. You know, just write something. Write something about the book. Write something about what the book made you think about. Like, I just like the way you write. Let's write more. Let's just make the goal like writing more Mm. about the books and not writing the most perfect, great thing ever because then you just miss the whole point of just trying to communicate something. And, and, uh, but the fact that he's the teacher, woo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And nobody can see him. I think that part is just really imperative or something that yeah. someone might breeze over when listening to the play yeah. but I think that's one of my favorite parts is that mm-hmm. no one can see him so he just gets to teach students how he needs to teach students yeah 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 yeah. okay yeah what's next so in the next scene which we're gonna skip part of but then start we're gonna start we're not missing page 35 are we uh do you Nathan 
What? Page 35, page okay? 35. You know. You want to do page 35? <laughs> page 35. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Sure. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So let's start with that. Okay. But before that, um, like you said about Charlie trying to help other people express themselves, he, in this scene, is helping Ellie rewrite her essays, and he's like, you know, this is like, should be like this. And she's like, I don't care. Just rewrite it for me. And he says, I want you to understand it. And she says, I don't care. And he said, you know what? If you don't want to be here, you don't have to come here, but I will still give you all of that money. And his offering that actually makes her decide to stay anyway, which is his, well, his, his, um, tactic for getting her to stay with him is to completely give up any power over her. And basically say, I'm giving you the opportunity to totally take advantage of me and be a terrible person. And she doesn't. I mean, she's still pretty awful to him, but (laughs) she doesn't. The worst thing she could do would just be to take the money and never see him again. And she doesn't do that, which I think proves something to Charlie about what he thinks human beings are like. You'll see later in uh, a later scene that. Ellie uses the exact opposite tactic against Elder Thomas. She wants to hang out with him, so she threatens to do terrible things to him <laughs> to get him to hang out with her. So that's Jeez, Ellie. Yeah. But let's pick up the the scene in the middle on page thirty five with "Why did you gain all that weight?" <clears throat> Why did you gain all that weight? Oh, that doesn't. If you're gonna interrogate me, I get to do the same thing. Why did you gain all that weight? Someone very close to me passed away, and it had an effect on me. Who was it? My... Your boyfriend? Yes, my boyfriend, my partner. What was his name? Alan. And how did he die? He sort of slowly killed himself. He had the flu, and it developed into pneumonia. But he got that sick because he was... He just sort sort of shut down. He stopped taking care of himself, stopped eating. Why did he do that? He felt guilty. I'd rather not talk about this right now. Is that all right with you? Whatever. I'll fix this essay for you before you leave, but I, I'd like you to do some writing for me now, all right? You were serious about that? Yes. Here. I freaking hate writing essays. I know. Just be honest. Just think about the poem for a while and, and write something. Write what you really think. You want me to write what I really think. Yes. Don't worry about being good. I'm the only person that will see it. Okay. I'm going to be in the bathroom for a while, uh, but I'll start working on your essay after. I'm not helping you go to the bathroom. I didn't ask you to help. With a lot of effort, Charlie manages to stand up with his walker, and he goes to the bathroom. Ellie starts writing absentmindedly. Then she gets bored after a sentence or so, opens Charlie's laptop, and starts looking around. A knock at the door. Uh, Elder Thomas, Ellie goes to the door and opens it. Elder Thomas stands in the doorway. Oh, uh, hi. Uh, I'm, I was looking for Charlie. He's in the bathroom. Oh, okay. I can come back if he... No, it's fine. Come in. Are you his friend? I'm his daughter. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know that. Are you surprised? Yes. What's more surprising, that a gay guy has a daughter or that someone found his penis? I should really go. Don't be a pussy. That name tag makes you uh, look like a retard. We have to wear them. I don't care. Where are you going here? Uh, What are you doing here again? 
And who are you? Charlie said he wanted to hear about the church. I'm with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm. I came back. I came by the other day. He wasn't feeling well. I thought I'd try him again. I brought some reading materials, and I thought we could talk about... I'm bored. Oh. You know what? I'll tell you one thing I like about religion. What I like about religion is that it assumes everyone is an idiot and that they're incapable of saving themselves. I think they got something right with that. That's not really what I... I'm not finished talking. I'm saying that I appreciate how religion makes people think that, well, I just appreciate that. But what I don't like about religion is that once people accept Jesus or whatever, they think they're more enlightened than everyone else. Like, by accepting the fact that they're stupid sinners, they've become better than everyone else. And then they turn into assholes. I don't really know what to say. I have some pamphlets. Hold still. Wait, wait, hold still. What? Why did you just do that? (laughs) Are you coming back tomorrow? I don't... I'm not sure I... Come uh, back tomorrow. I'll be here around the same time. I'm sorry, what's happening? Charlie comes out of the bathroom and sees Elder Thomas. Oh! Hi, Charlie. I was just... Uh, will you have that done by tomorrow? Sure. Five page minimum. I know. It'll be good. I promise. I'm Ellie. Elder Thomas. Weird. See you later. Ellie exits. Are you ready to hear about the church? Yes. Cool. That's cool. Laura and I both tried to take a picture of our phone. I did too, and and it did a time lapse. I did the wrong thing. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to make a sound effect for her taking a picture. So she just said picture. Completely messed it up. (laughs) She takes a picture of Elder Thomas, and then she also takes a picture of Charlie. Um, Okay. Cool. Should we keep going? Any thoughts about that? Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, let's do this. Are we at a good spot for a break? Yes. Okay. Why don't we take a break, and can you just play the other two songs, and then at the end, we'll play the end of the first song. Does that sound good? Oh, nice. Okay, cool. We'll take a little break, smoke, pee, et cetera. And uh, you do the same. (laughs) We'll be right back after this music. They stare when you walk in the room like they're looking If you're thinking that I'm 
Somehow between us, the air became so thick we couldn't reach to the other. An insurmountable divider, and I clawed at my throat, thinking you're a monster cursed me. I can't say the things I need. I am just an echo bouncing off your forehead. It's tilted down and to the right. You can't even look me in the eye.
This is a song for anyone with a broken heart. This is a song for anyone who can't get out of bed. Welcome back. The, we're this reads and weeds. And we're back, and uh, on the break we were talking about interesting things that happen when you go door to door. Because this guy, this Mormon, is having such an interesting experience on this particular day. And Jim and I have both done that door to door thing. And uh, I'm going to tell this story in honor of the census that's coming up this summer. <laughs> <laughs> is that um, sometimes you'd go to the door and it would be someone that's like too young to be responsible. You know, they're like not 17 you can't be asking them information about their family you go like oh hey i'm sorry i'm sorry you like in the ninth or tenth grade and they go yeah i'm in the ninth grade uh i'll come back later when i you know when i when i know there's an adult home so okay my dad drives a red truck you know it'll be there if he's here i say okay so I come back and I'm working in this real weird rural area of California with, you know what I mean? People have decided to be rich and weird and hide out in sort of like a kick-ass trailer in the woods. <laughs> but they're kind of awesome people, but also they don't want you around really. So I would go trooping up to the house and this guy comes out on the porch and cocks his shotgun. Oh, like I can hear my <laughs> And the kid was too. super nice, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, hey. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Um, um, I'm Shelly, and uh, I talked to your ninth grader earlier, and he goes, Night Fritter! What the fuck's a night fritter? I don't have one. And I'm of like, ninth grader? High high school kid? Nice looking kid? Ninth grade? He's like, Oh. 
Well, shit, girl, I thought you was with the census. Come on. <laughs> what? I was like, why would he be so pissed at the census? The census. But then I realized, like, some people are suspicious of the census. Like, I they mean, don't want to be yeah. known. And Counting they, makes me mad, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, all right then, buddy. <laughs> we'll just sit on the porch. We'll in my, in my experience, porch. a lot of census takers are night fritters. Are night fritters. Night fritters. Like a thing, just roll in the night. (laughs) Um, okay, mishearing of night. All right, so I just that that was the comic relief commercial break before shit gets dark. Yeah, it's getting real. Real Real quick, cannabis news I went to the Ipsy uh, City Council last week and did not realize um, a bunch of us showed up to talk because I guess Ipsy's making it. Just so challenging for anybody to get going on rec. Like they've mm. held up third, Which is third coast. Yeah, they've they've held up um, third coast compassion for months because of like one archway building inspection that they just won't come do or won't approve or something. Elevation mm. station mm. talked, Depot Town Care talked, everybody's lawyers talked, and then there's something about the Riverside Art Center. I don't know if you guys oh. heard about that. Mm-hmm. Riverside Art Center was. People talked about Riverside Art Center because either it's being sold and the, the there's some people that spoke that are like, if you sell it, you better get a lot more money because our city needs money mm-hmm. and don't just give away that nice piece of property for shit, you know? And other people were saying, don't sell it. It needs to stay this culturally relevant thing. We need to... Anyway, so that was all going on. If you haven't been to a Ipsy City Council meeting in a while, it is fire. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, and you, were you at Ann Arbor City Council yes, the night before? Monday. Yeah, yes. we went to... Uh, a couple of our friends spoke about decriminalized nature, the movement to decriminalize psilocybin within uh, Ann Arbor City limits. And what was great for that one was that... Um, there was a lot of tough things being talked about that, that night about the police chief and the temporary administrator. administrator and the dioxide plume cleanup. And people were fired up and it was packed in there. It was really, it was standing room standing only. Room. And um, then our, our guys got up and talked. A, they got a laugh break. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. He said something like, if you Google mushroom cartel, all you see is like one... Like person trying not to pay taxes on really nice morals or something. Like there's no crime attached to it. It's totally exactly. fine. And at the end, when the council members were going like responding to all the comments, the guy was like, "I I kind of think we should just do it." Like yep. his his opinion was kind of like, "It seems like an easy win, right?" I mean, we just kind of turn a blind eye. It doesn't seem like it's hurting anyone. It was. Pretty cool. Yeah. We had a very good, good show. Good progress. I think the next couple meetings yeah, will be neat. really uh, monumental for that, yeah. that movement. And I think we might have turned a friend, that lady who was, I don't know, she, she was kind of like shaking her head and mad at first when our speakers started going up. And no, I went out and met listen. her in the hallway and was like, hey, we should be friends. Yeah. <laughs> You're into nature. We're into nature. You want clean water, you know. It's, it's very close. And anyway, she was she was cool. Um, okay, so let's dive back into the story. Yeah. Um, oh, and what was the delicious that we just smoked, Jim? That was such a tasty, happy what thing. That? Um, that is going to be known as AO, 
It's available at, available at the Ayo. Home of Medicine at 111 Ayo. South Main Street. Ayo. Okay, love it. A-O. Okay, Ayo. I thought it was something orange. Well, it is orange. Ayo. Oh, A-O. You know, I mean, it, here's something. When it comes to cannabis, a lot of these strains, well, not a lot of them, just a couple of them have some names that are a little derogatory. Yep. AO is Agent Orange, and that's obviously oh, not something yeah. we want to advertise. So yeah. we we normally call it Orange Skunk, Ayo. Okay. but then people don't know that its yeah. lineage is from okay. AO. So, Got it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Well, it was lovely. Okay. All right. So uh, set the stage back up. Yeah. You heard it here first. Agent Orange. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> no. No. Blah, blah. AO. 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 So hey. when we last, when we last uh, left he's not there. He's our not heroes, there. He's um, Elder Thomas, ha- uh, Charlie had just agreed to l- hear about the church. Um, so the beginning of the scene is Elder Thomas talking about why Mormonism is great. And then um, we're going to skip to Charlie saying this. I'm not interested in converting Elder Thomas. Uh, I I don't find the Mormon church hopeful. I don't find it amazing. And I don't find the proof convincing. Wait, so why did you want me to... Um, I just want to make sure that... I I, want to make sure you know that I'm just coming over here to talk about the church. That's it. Well, yeah. What? I just... I don't know if... You're not attracted to me, right? Oh, my God! It's just with the... What you were watching the first time I came in here. I'm not attracted to you. Please understand when I say that. I'm not attracted to you. You're a fetus. Is that what you really think of me? No, I... No, really. Tell me the truth. Do you find me disgusting? No. It's just that you said you wanted to hear about the church. I did want to hear about the church. Your church, the one by the U-Haul near the highway. I wanted to hear about that church. I don't understand. You can go now. I'm sorry if I... Is this about your your domestic... How did you know about that? Your friend Liz. She told me. She said that your whatever had gone to the church. Look, you don't want to hear about this. You're just a kid. I'm not a kid. I am 19. (laughs) Charlie... I've been going door-to-door for a while, you know? Uh, But no one understands that... I want to get to know them. The good and the bad. Everything. How are we supposed to talk about your spiritual life if I don't know anything about who you are? His name... My partner's name, it was Alan. It sounds strange. He was actually a student of mine. He was only a couple years younger than me. He had gone back to school after his mission. His, his parents were trying to get him to marry someone from the church. I think he barely knew her. But he was going to go through with it until he met me. It was ridiculous. He was engaged to the son of a Mormon bishop. And I had a wife and kid at home, but, but we just couldn't stand to be apart. You really want me to keep going? Yes. Really, yes. I thought he'd be able to get over all this religious stuff, but it got worse and worse. To the point where every time he'd drive by that church near the highway, he'd start hyperventilating. His parents had abandoned him, refused to talk to him at all. 
But one night, about 10 years ago, his father showed up here and told Alan he wanted him to go to church the next day. He said, I'm giving a talk tomorrow, and I've written it for you. If you never come again, just come to church tomorrow. And Alan, I told Alan not to go, but the next morning he came afterward, and he was just like, hollow. I took him over, and he just stopped everything. He stopped bathing, he stopped eating, he stopped sleeping. And a few months later, he was gone. What happened at the service? I don't know. Alan wouldn't tell me what they did to him. I, I guess I was hoping you could find out. I don't... I'm not even from here. I, I don't know if... I know, I know. Never mind. It, it's ridiculous. I'm going to ask around, all right? Uh, I'll see if anyone remembers that day, the last day he was there. Who knows? Someone might remember. You do that. Of course. I just want to help. That's why I'm on a mission in the first place, right? Liz enters through the door with an extra-wide wheelchair and a shopping bag. All right, Charlie, I got you something. I did some asking around, and the doctor said... What the hell, Charlie? I was Charlie. just... <clears throat> it's fine, Liz. What did I say about your stress levels? You don't need someone coming over here and telling you that you're going to hell. I never said that. I would Leave. never say that. Liz. Get out. Okay. Liz, stop it. He didn't do anything to you. For Christ's sake, he's just a kid. I'm 19. I'll just go. Actually, stay. We'll have a chat. I brought you this. Thank you. What is it? What the fuck does it look like? It's a fat guy wheelchair. Why do I need a wheelchair? I was talking to one of the ER doctors. He told me that moderate activity would be a good idea. That a sense of independence would help you keep your spirits up. Now you don't have to sit on that couch all day long. How much did you pay for this thing? Nothing. We ordered it specially for a patient a few months ago. It's just been sitting around. What happened to the patient? Try it out. Now you can go to the bedroom by yourself, get to the bathroom more easily. Liz moves the wheelchair near Charlie. He manages to stand up, and she positions the wheelchair behind Charlie. Charlie starts slowly backing into the wheelchair. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Charlie sits in the wheelchair, and he tries it out, wheeling himself a few feet. Good? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's actually nice. Thank you, Liz. It's, it's really... Why don't you see if it fits through the bedroom door? You probably haven't been in there for a few days, right? I should probably go... Not at... before we have our little chat. Oh, I... What? Liz. Give us a few minutes. Liz pushes him toward the bedroom and out of the room. Take then she turns back to Elder Thomas. So, Iowa. What? You're from Iowa. Uh, yes. What part? Waterloo? You asking me? No, I, I'm from Waterloo. Listen, you're just a kid. You don't know anything. But I want to be very clear with you about a few things if you're going to keep coming over here. I know this is fun for you. You get to travel around, act superior to everyone else. Plus, you get to go home, get married, get some boring job, have tons of kids. And when you die, you get your own planet. It all sounds pretty awesome. But there are other kinds of people. People like Charlie for whom this amazing plan doesn't fit. You can't fit a round peg in a square hole, and you certainly can't fit a morbidly obese gay peg in a Mormon hole. That came out wrong. Point is, you're a sweet kid, but he doesn't need this right now. I disagree. Excuse me? I just... I think this is exactly what he needs right now. 
he's refusing to go to the hospital. He's dying. What he needs is some spiritual guidance. And you're going to give him that? No. God will. I see. My brother went on a mission. Went to Switzerland. Oh. Yeah. He was a good kid. I, however, was the black sheep. By the time I was 13, I refused to go to church. Told my dad I didn't believe in God. Even had to move out of my house. Went to live with my aunt and uncle in Boise until I graduated. But not my big brother. He was a good Mormon. He wrote me a letter a few months into his mission. He told me he was cold all the time. That he was cold all the time and lonely, but he preferred being out there in Switzerland because he didn't want to come back and get married. He didn't want to come back and get... Dad had set it up. Pushed him into getting engaged to this girl from the church he barely knew. When he came back, he refused to go through with the wedding. He fell in love with someone else. Started a whole new life until one day when he got back to the church... I don't know what the hell they did to him that day, but it sure fucked him up. And after that, he just started wasting away until he was just gone. That was my brother, Alan. My big brother, who was crushed under the church that you think can save Charlie. Oh. I'm sorry. What the fuck are you sorry about? Where's your companion? What? You always have to be in pairs. I know that. What sort of... It's sort of a big deal for you to be out here alone, isn't it? Elder Johnson. He's not feeling well. Not feeling well? Why does it matter? <laughs> it's it's a pretty big deal for you guys not to Well, be- to be honest, he's having some problems, and he's pretty useless right now, but I thought I could do some good by myself. Help just one person. And that one person is Charlie. Yes. Charlie comes out of the bedroom, but Liz doesn't notice him. Listen to me. He doesn't need your help. He doesn't want saving. In a few days, he's probably going to be dead, and right now what he needs is for you to leave him alone. I am the only person who knows how to take care of him. Do you understand? I am the only one who can save him. Liz. Liz turns around and sees Charlie. Elder Thomas quickly gathers his things and exits. Everything go all right in there? I've got an hour or so before I need to get back. We could watch some Maury. Wheel yourself over here. Come on. Liz turns on the television. Charlie stares at her, not moving. Okay. We only have a little bit of time yeah. left. Yeah. So even though I'd like to read a lot more. I know. Sum one, up some and pick a couple. Did you mentally yeah. edit when I gave you this one? I did. Okay. So, um, Charlie starts reading uh, the little um, free writing that he assigned for Ellie. And mm-hmm. he's reading it in the same way that he read the essay to calm himself down. Mm-hmm. Then he asks his students to just write whatever the hell they want, and send it to him because he wants to read that. Then there's a brief scene where Ellie and Charlie talk about Ellie's mom. And then there's a scene with Ellie and Elder Thomas that I really want to read because there's weed in it. That's great. So I want to start on page 56 with why is your name Elder? Okay. And I might ask you to stop and skip... Around. I'll, uh, we'll, yeah. We'll, I'll, okay. Fifty-six. Fifty-six. 
Ellie says, why is your name? Ellie says, yeah, anyway, why is your name Elder? Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, why is your name Elder? It's not my real... During the mission, we all get called Elder. My last name is Thomas, so I'm Elder Thomas. The mission. It makes you sound, like, important, which you're not. Ellie takes a hit from her pipe. Elder Thomas watches. No, I'm not. Does this make you nervous? No, I... Well, yeah, it does. It's just pot. It's not like I'm smoking crack or anything. You probably have no idea what I'm talking about. Don't... I know what you're talking about. I, I know what drugs are. You only are. think you know what drugs are because your parents told you a whole bunch of lies about them. You probably think that smoking pot will turn you into a homeless person or something. You know, I'm not an idiot. I've smoked pot before. Ooh, I'm so impressed. I'm not trying to impress you. I'm just saying. You have not smoked pot. Yes, I have. It was kind of a problem. A problem. My bishop told me that I had an addiction. <laughs> that is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I was doing it every day. I had a problem. You were a stoner. You had a hobby. <laughs> okay, I'm leaving. If you leave, I'll feed him the rest of his pills that I have in the bottle. What? There's probably 20, 30 more. I'll crush him up. Mix them, put them in some water, and pour it down his throat. Why would you say something like that? Sit down. You wouldn't really do it, oh would you? Oh, my God. Sit down. He sits down. Why do you keep coming back here? <laughs> he wants me to come over. He told me. He needs help. That's a stupid reason. Take a hit. What? No. You've never smoked before. Yes, I have. You're some sheltered little Mormon boy. You haven't done anything. You don't know anything. God, I can't even look at you. Why do you talk like that? Is that how you treat everyone? Yeah. Why does he want to talk to you? I think he needs God to be in his life right now. That's an even stupider reason. Do you think he wants to have sex with you? That's gross. Oh, my God. Uh, Take a hit. He doesn't want to... I don't want to take a hit. Why are you such a pussy? You wear a bicycle helmet. Just take a hit. I told you that- If you don't take a hit, I'm going to call the police and tell them you tried to rape me. Take a hit. I don't understand you at all. Oh my God. All right. So he he <laughs> takes he does take a hit and he gets pretty high. So on, then, at the beginning of that scene, I'm like, oh, she's saying good things about cannabis. And then I'm like, but also Ellie's just kind of a bitch. <laughs> she's actually so a she's sort of giving it a bad name still. I want this Mormon boy to smoke weed with me right now. <laughs> oh, I know. Good Lord. Shamer. She's a shame, shame motivator. Good Lord. Heavy peer pressure. Yep. I want to skip to page 62. Okay. Um, so... Ellie finds Ellie reveals that she has found out that Elder Thomas is not really Elder Thomas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and how do you feel about this being one of the last two scenes? That is okay with me. Okay, and then we'll wrap up. All right, good. Okay, so on page sixty-two, um, we're going to start with uh, what happened. So we find out that Elder Thomas was a Mormon missionary named uh, with not named Elder Thomas, and something happened. So we're going to start with what happened. Mm-hmm. What happened? I left. I didn't want to do it anymore. 
just kept trying to talk to people, really engage with them. But most of the time, they'd just talk to us for a little while, say thank you, and we'd never hear from them again. So after a while, it was like, what am I actually doing here? Am I really, like, really helping people? No, you were not. I started to feel that way, too. I don't feel that way. I know that you weren't helping people, like, for a fact. It doesn't help people to tell them how to believe in God. Why would that help people? It might bring them eternal salvation. Oh my god. You actually think that? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe? Oh, you're shitty at being a religious person. I just... <laughs> I want to believe it. My family, all my friends, they seem like, like totally happy. So I want to be like that. Why did you come to Idaho? I got kicked off the mission. For smoking pot. For assaulting my companion. You're full of shit. No, I'm not. Oh my god, you so are. Seriously. So what, you like went on a pot bender? <laughs> I wasn't smoking at all. The moment I stepped foot in Oregon, I made a promise to myself that I wouldn't smoke anymore. And I didn't. Which is a shame if it's your first time stepping in Oregon. So why did you beat him up? Just... He didn't care about anything. We'd go out every day, we'd try to talk to people, and no one would listen. And he didn't even care. I tried to talk to him about different sections of the town we could go to, different ways to engage them, different ways to help these people. But you could tell. If we spent our whole mission there ministering and hadn't helped one single person, he wouldn't have cared. His faith was just he didn't need to earn it or prove it at all. And one day we were out in this little farming community and we weren't helping anyone. And he kept complaining about being hungry and how hot it was out that day. And I, I just lost it. I went nuts. He told me his parents would sue me, that I'd go to jail. All I wanted to do was finish this mission. I wanted to see Mormonism help one person. So I just got on a bus. I still have a few thousand dollars left in my checking account. I went to the church here in town a couple of times. I found this name tag in the common room. Wow. You have, like, huge pores on your face. Did you know that you have huge pores? Oh, Were you listening to me? Why did you just say that? So, uh, what's your real name? Why do you want to know? Because we're friends now. Joseph Paulson. Ellie takes a picture of him smoking weed. You're slightly more interesting now. Thank you. Okay. So we have to wrap it up, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we have to wrap it up. So <laughs> did, do you guys want to tell me the end, or is that too much of a spoiler? No. Let's, let's talk about let's the end. Let's go through okay. the end. Big whale comes part. in. Powers <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, so, all. Because they were both saying that they, everybody was saying they cried at the end. And, yeah. Um, so uh, uh, one thing I will say, I mean, if you want to read this script or if you've never, I'd never heard about this, is there's no throwaway characters. Like uh, all these characters no. are it's dense. It's a minimal set. Yeah. 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 It's a wow. And not um, a lot of people came to see it, which was really a shame because I really think we did a really great yeah. show. How has it been received it broad, you know? I don't know. I really don't know much about well, how it's. You got the fellowship. Received. The guy wrote it on a, what kind of? 
full, what was it? The MacArthur Fellowship. The MacArthur Fellowship. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Samuel. I want to know more about him. What's his name? Uh, I think his last name is Samuel, Samuel D. Hunter. D. Hunter. Samuel D. Hunter. Okay. The Whale by Samuel D. Hunter. Now I want to know good. why he wrote it and mm-hmm. yeah. where he was coming from, what it's his background is. very specific, is. you know. Yeah. 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 Do Some any of you guys know? This no. It's just its own little world. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. There's the... Okay, go ahead. One well, more. So, well, okay. Or to so wrap the, it up. I, I don't know. Do you want to? Does anyone who has well, you've all read the script. Do we want to do any part of the end, or just talk about it? Yeah, I'm down for whatever. Yeah, I'm down for whatever too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an important scene, but explaining it is just as powerful. I yeah. Mean. Okay. Yeah. Explain so, it. um, uh, Ellie takes the picture that she took of Elder Thomas smoking pot and sends it to his parents, <laughs> and so Jeez. they come to get him. Yeah, and. Then, um, and Elder Thomas is very upset, um, and it's not clear why she does that. And then Charlie, um, gets fired from his job because he's just asking people to write things that they feel, but then he reads a bunch of the things that his students sent him, and it's like, these honest things that you wrote, they're beautiful. They matter more than school Mm -hmm. and all of this stuff. Yeah. Um. He removes the camera. He shows them, yeah. he shows the students what he looks like, and then he smashes his laptop, which we had to wow. do every night. Yes. <laughs> Did you get new laptops? Or no, just like a one, it was one laptop that like lasted for yeah. like eight wow. performances, and then... It was like yeah. an older one, so, you yeah. know, yeah. built strong. That would have been <laughs> satisfying, <laughs> I think, oh, just yeah, to just just <laughs> get, and, or just to have a bunch of old laptops donated and just yeah. smash it up every night, <laughs> just for fun. After the show, just like rock it out, probably just get them at the thrift store, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, then he he writes Ellie an essay. He gives Ellie an essay to turn mm-hmm. into her teacher um, to try to get credit and pass high school. And she turns it in without even reading it. And then she fails the class. And she comes back. Oh. She's and like, she's like, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. So let's... If we have um, just a little, little tiny bit. Let's read a little tiny bit of this. Um, oh, also, Elder Thomas finds out that this, the sermon that was given at the church that made Alan stop taking care of himself and waste away and die was about Jonah and the whale. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Elder Thomas's interpretation of that is that the the sermon was about disobeying God's word, and Alan realized that he was disobeying God's word because of his relationship with Charlie. And Charlie basically says, you're wrong, fuck you. <laughs> and... Elder Thomas says he's disgusting because he because Charlie pushes him to say it, and then he leaves. <laughs> it's Bye. pretty devastating. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, and then I want to take it from page eighty-four. <clears throat> Charlie is starting to um, kind of hyperventilate and he can't breathe and maybe he's about to die right now. Page eighty-four. Um, you have money, you need to go to the hospital. Or, yeah, you have money, you need to go to the hospital. Uh, okay. You have money, you need to go to the hospital. No. For me. Go to the hospital for me. No. How dare you do this to me again? She helped him. What? She was trying to hurt him. 
She wasn't trying to hurt him. She was trying to help him. Who are you talking about? The Mormon kid. He's going home. She did that. She wasn't trying to hurt him. God, Charlie. She didn't do it to hurt him. She did it to send him home. Do you feel lightheaded? Charlie, look at me. She was trying to help him. Who? Ellie. She was trying to help him. She just wanted him to go home. Oh, God. You need... I don't know what to do. I can't help you. Do you ever get the feeling that people are incapable of not caring? People are... Amazing. Ellie charges in through the front door holding the essay that she that Charlie gave him. She stops when she sees Charlie and what, looks at him. What's wrong with him? He's dying. So call someone. No. Call an ambulance. No, Liz, please. Fucking don't. call an ambulance! Liz, please. No. I'm not letting this go on anymore. I'm calling an ambulance. I'm not going through this again. I need to talk to him. So talk. Alone. I'm not leaving you alone with him. I need to talk to him alone. Liz, please. Fine. <laughs> I'm calling an ambulance and I'm waiting downstairs. We'll get you to a hospital and you're going to be fine. You understand me? Liz exits. What's wrong with you? I I can't breathe very well. The ambulance is coming. They'll take you to the hospital. You should have gone a while ago. Why did you do that? What? I failed. It's a really good essay. No, it's not a really good essay. I failed. Are you just trying to screw me over one last time before you die? I don't care that you're dying. I don't care about you. Why do you want me to fail out of high school? Is that why you did this? I didn't write it. This is the essay you gave me yesterday. You didn't read it. I don't need to read it. I got an F. Read it. This is... I knew you would know. I know what this is. I wrote this. You never forget anything. I wrote this in eighth grade for English. And I felt saddest of all when I read the boring chapters that were only descriptions of whales because I knew the author was trying to save us from his own sad story just for a little while. Why do you have this? Your mother, she sent it to me four years ago. I wanted to know how you were doing in school, so she sent it. And it's the best essay I've ever read. Why are you fucking with me like this? I'm not. You're so beautiful. Ellie, you're so beautiful. Stop saying that. You're amazing. This essay. I said stop saying that. You're the best thing I've ever done. Charlie has chest pain and doubles over. What's the matter? Ellie. I can't be right here. I I have to go. I can't. You'll be happy. You'll care for people. The ambulance is coming. They'll help you. No, they won't. You're going to the hospital. No. You just need surgery or something. Read it to me. What? If you want to help, read it to me. You can help me if you read it. You asshole. You fat fucking asshole. You'll help if you read it. Fuck you. Please. Fuck you. Ellie. Dad, please. In the amazing book of Moby Dick... By the author Herman Melville, the author recounts his story of being at sea. In the first part of his book, the author, calling himself Ishmael, is in a small seaside town, and he is sharing a bed with a man named Queequeg. The author and 
Queequeg go to the church and hear a sermon about Jonah, and later set out on a ship captained by the pirate named Ahab, who is missing a leg and very much wants to kill the whale, which is named Moby Dick, and which is white. In the course of the book, the pirate Ahab encounters many hardships. His entire life is set around trying to kill a certain whale. With a huge amount of effort, Charlie manages to stand up. I think that this is sad because the whale doesn't have any emotions and doesn't know how badly Ahab wants to kill him. Charlie, staring at Ellie, manages to take one step forward. He's just a poor, big animal, and I feel bad for Ahab as well because he thinks that his life will be better if he can kill the whale, but in reality, it won't help him at all. Charlie takes another step. I was very saddened by this book, and I felt many emotions for the characters. Another step. And I felt saddened of all when I read the boring chapters that were only descriptions of whales because... I knew that the author was just trying to save us from his own sad story, just for a little while. Charlie takes one last step toward Ellie. This book made me think about my own life, and then it made me feel glad for my... Charlie looks up, the lights snap to black. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's intense. That's I want to cry, I want to cry. I know, wow. That's it? Then it's just over? Yeah. Just yeah. over. Oh, man. It's, it's a tearjerker. Ooh, good job, y'all. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Happy Sunday. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It's beautiful, Let's light though. up that second joint. Yeah, it's beautiful, though. It's yeah. beautiful. I want a bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> we can help with all those things. I'm all we about it. do that. Um, thank you so much. Um, thanks for coming and doing this, y'all. Yeah. yeah. I hope you had it. fun. This was awesome. It's, uh, I'm in a sad state now, but no, I'm very no, we're gonna go outside. <laughs> it's sunny. It's beautiful. It's 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 yeah. 60 degrees outside. It's everything's gonna be okay, and it's, it's beautifully written gold. story. So well done. I'm so glad if you we read that last part, I was really yeah. yeah. Oh God, that. that was good. So thanks for the recommendation, Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for listening to the show. I had a great time. Thanks for reading. Thanks for being activists, Weeding. if that's why you listen. <laughs> and um, thanks, Taylor, for... Uh, let's play the song that we started with. Just uh, play that one again. And thanks for recommending all that music. Oh, yeah, of course. I love it. Yeah, I make I a playlist a certain, so I you can... I heard a certain sound when I read the script. Oh, yeah. It's good. Together. It's mm -hmm. good. You're good at that. Thanks. <laughs> Keep doing that. <laughs> I'll come and make songs for every mm -hmm. podcast you have. Well, yeah, we, we do that. I'm always looking for them. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're out. This is Shelly. Bye. 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 Sometimes it's hard to say even one thing they used to talk to you And people on the street seem to disapprove So you keep moving away And forget what you wanted to say Little bird, little bird Brush your gray wings on my head Say what you said
Still.